You're listening to a download from the Wrexham Supporters Association's football commentary. For more podcasts, blogs and video logs, visit us at www.wrexhamfan.co.uk. Dragon Talk, the podcast that discusses everything about Wrexham FC. Today, as E-Day looms, will Steve Evans stay, or will there be an auction for his services? And, trouble at Mill, can Rotherham dig themselves out of the financial mire? Well, hello and welcome to the pod once more. I'm afraid, again, it's it's just me. I'm trying to resume normal service as soon as possible. But, well... Let's be honest, there's not all that many issues to talk about now. We've had the, the shock of the squad being cut into pieces. We're waiting for the first arrivals to come, but there is one matter on the agenda, of course, because as I speak, we're waiting to see just what Steve Evans's verdict will be on the contract offer that's on the table for him. I am um, having not been too sure about Brian Little's tactics thus far in pulling the squad apart. I, I think he's probably handling Evans pretty sensibly. Uh, he doesn't want to get tied down all along through the summer, uh, finding out what exactly Evans is going to do. He wants to keep him, he wants to make him an offer, and I think it's sensible to say there it is, but it's only on the table for a limited amount of time, and then see whether something can be done. I'm a bit frustrated that he hasn't done the same with Neil Robertson and Danny Williams, to be honest with you, because it seems that we're in a similar situation then. There's further media speculation. Admittedly, not from the most reliable media sources. I think it doesn't isn't difficult to work out that, say, the leader and the post are the ones who have day-to-day involvement with the club and get the inside story a bit more. But there has been media talk about Roberts coming back and just how accurate that is. We'll just have to see, won't we, in all honesty? But I think it was wise to make Evans that sort of offer, uh, to take it or leave it offer. And I guess I feel a bit like take it or leave it about Evans in some senses little is right to identify him as a sort of player who can be very effective in the conference I think a big raw centre back is valuable in any of the lower levels of football and Evans has shown on a number of occasions his value and these are terrific assets you've got of strength and aggression um, but he also comes with other issues as well doesn't he he's not always the most focused of defenders he does make mistakes sometimes you feel as matters of concentration not not just in terms of the own goals I mean uh, I don't know where I stand on his own goals uh, in and of themselves I don't think own goals are something to castigate a defender over it depends what type of own goal it is sometimes they're daft like Evans is one at Lincoln sometimes they're things you can't really help where you're facing your own goal the ball's fizzed in you've got to stick your foot out and try and do something so I'm wary of judging him just on that but I remember when he first came to Wrexham you could see that sometimes his concentration was off slightly and players would get around the back of him occasionally because he just wasn't focused for that one moment when the sharp player gets around him And so yeah, I can see strengths and weaknesses I'd probably unbalance rather keep him obviously for his attributes although I've got to say that these big aggressive uh, central defenders that Brand Little talks of and I can't help thinking we've already got one and his name's Danny Williams or we had him rather I, I accept on reflection you know um, how his back is is an issue although he did go off an operation supposedly to sort his back out once and for all I, I do accept maybe it's sensible and I'm being nostalgic I mean look at one Ugarte we brought him back in the hope that he'd get okay he never did and we were waiting and waiting and waiting for it to happen and it never did well, I accept that we wouldn't want to get in that position again but I, I would argue as well that if Danny Williams was fit he'd have those attributes at the back and maybe wouldn't suffer from the lapses in concentration which Evans does so 
I don't know. I'll prove the puns with these and see what Evans decides anyway. Let's move on to a bit more of an expansive subject. Wrexham fans, of course, who've been through our own traumas in the past, off the pitch, hopefully only in the past. Plenty of clubs are suffering right now, and I thought it might be interesting for fans to hear the lowdown on one of them. In fact, one which... Well, a couple of months ago, people were saying their demise might affect us. Rotherham United, uh, close to extinction, or have been, hopefully the signs are a little bit brighter now. There was talk when, at first, they went into administration, there was a danger that they could drop out of the league, and with only one team dropping out, then it could be Wrexham's salvation. And I was utterly appalled on the last day of the season to see a fan claiming that Rotherham had gone out of business and that somehow this would help us. Um, that certainly wasn't the case and it's an idea we should get short shrift because frankly I wouldn't want to stay up um, due to the misfortune of others we went down on merit and that's the way it should be thankfully that didn't happen but it certainly got me worried and so I thought to find out a little bit more I contacted Steve Axley from the Rotherham Supporters Trust How is the situation standing now? Because the stories about a week ago on the internet and in the press were, were really scary about your future yeah, it's a little bit better now. Um, we've uh, we've got a preferred bidder finally. He's not been put off by our previous owner, who was threatening to take us to court and stop the sale. So we're just waiting for him to sign on the dotted line. But we've still got a few, a fair few obstacles to get over until we're in clear water. And one of them, one of them is the former chairman who owns the ground and the training facilities. I was going to say about him, I mean, because uh, I understand there were, there were clauses to do with his ownership of Millbore, which were really scaring buyers off, I believe. Yeah, I, I think, I think it, it, overestim- on, well, it overestimated the, the, the effect on, on the bidders. I mean, two of them disappeared, but there again, if, if two out of five bidders couldn't put up with that, then I don't think it was serious, but you know, we're just guessing. I mean, he bought, he bought the ground about three years ago. He was the one that uh, was chairman for 18 years, and uh, we were three million in debt, and he decided that at 85 he wanted out. So uh, there were a group of people, some people had been in the trust, and uh, uh, a lawyer from London who was supposedly a Rotherham fan, who arranged or negotiated a deal with him to uh, for him to pay the three million pound debt off. And in return, he'd get the ground and the training ground and also this benefits package that was talked about in the press about a uh, about week before last. Now, the, old, the whole uh, issue on the benefits package a week ago was that he wanted the administrator to guarantee that any deal with any buyer would maintain that benefits package, which he evidently couldn't do. He couldn't give a personal undertaking that I've been wrong. So we're at the negotiation stage now. Which which we know from experience can be a, a long one, and, and of course you do as well, because this is the, the second time you've been in administration, isn't this? And it must, be, it must worry you in case it becomes a, a spiral like that. You need to break that pattern, I suppose, don't you? Well, we weren't, we weren't exactly in administration last time. Um, the, the, the guys who uh, took the club over from Mr Booth, about a year and a half later, down the line, um, I realised that they were in the in the mire, so to speak, and we had six weeks supposedly to find a million pounds, and the buckets came out, and fundraising events here, there, and everywhere, and in the end, two local businessmen took it on, 
I mean, they didn't have a great deal of money, but they then put a CVA through. We didn't actually go into administration. It was actually because of the CVA that we lost the 10 points. So this is the first time we've really been in proper administration where an administrator has been running the business. But yes, you're quite right. We have to break that cycle because we're going, I mean, to be quite honest, if we go in a third time, then I can't see it surviving. It's just, it's just ridiculous. I mean, people, it, it hit people quite hard this time round again. I mean, you just get battle fatigue, if you like. And, uh, but, but the last couple of weeks has been a, a bit of a rise in people's spirits. And yesterday there were nearly 5,000 there. So, uh, I'm, and the fact that this guy who's, Who's buying it? Sounds like he knows what he's doing. He's a local businessman. He's had a business in Rotherham for thirty odd years, and uh, you know he, he he puts a lot of store by customer service, which is is something we haven't heard for quite a while. And it's a shame as well because I mean when we played you both times this season, particularly at Millmore, you looks a really quality side, one of the better teams we've played, and yet. It's, it's clearly hit you on the pitch as well, I think. It has, I mean. <laughs> I noticed you didn't mess with the game at the race course, which was probably one of the worst games I've seen this season. We were still much worse than you, I must say. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I, yeah, I mean, that, that game, it showed that we could dig a result out because we, we didn't play at all well. But there again, we haven't... We've looked better to other people than we have to our own fans. That's the bizarre thing. A lot of fans we talk to say, you look a really good side. Well, I mean, yesterday we beat Barnett 1-0, but in the second half, I think we came out of our half twice. Mm-hmm. And you think, well, how do we do that? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, we, we have looked okay. I mean, we beat Chesterfield away in, in December and we were fantastic. That's how I'd like to see us play. But, yeah, I mean, it, it knocked them sideways. And I was, well, most of the fans were really cheesed off with them because form started to go at the end of January. And I think they must have known some of the things that were going off before we uh, started looking around for our administrator towards the end of February and then went into administration four weeks later. So, But it's taken, in the last the last three weeks, they've, they've looked a lot happier and a lot better. I think it was the initial pay deferral and the, the involvement of the PFA and stuff like that. It's, it's very unsettling. Yeah, t- typical of our luck then. If, if you went off the boil at the end of January, we, we got both our games in <laughs> against yeah, you, you before you January. Have, <laughs> you should have played us about um, uh, late February, early March. I mean, that was the, <laughs> the dip. We were pretty bad then. <laughs> oh, I mean, we we went to Morecambe and got done 5-1. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had me buying me peas, and by the time we finished that, we were 2-0 down. And we lost 5-1. It was horrendous. And barely away 3-0 on a black, drafty Tuesday night. And uh, you just wonder why you'd bother, but uh, you know, bother you will. I mean, it's like you guys are that. I just feel I feel a lot of sympathy for you chaps, but hopefully, if you've got a sound footing, you'll come back up. You know. I mean, the worry for us is, in a sense, and I'm thinking of of you as well. Is that it, we seem to come out of administration intact and pointing in the right direction, and yet uh, the effects is are still really rippled on. I think to the point where. They're just going to have to tear everything up and start again on the playing side because I think the players have been through so much trauma. They're just used to failure, as you probably, you know, the sort of effects that you've been experiencing this season. Mm. It's been a cumulative three-year effect on a lot of them, and you know, I just think you know that maybe that's something that I hope doesn't get into you as well, you know, because with your form dropping off. Well, the last, as I say, the last four games we've won, and I'm just optimistic that 
we're not going to fall into that because we've had, we've had five really rough years. When we came out of the championship, we didn't win for 20-odd games. Mm. Then we had a 19-game winless streak the next season and an 18-game winless streak the season after. And then we, then we got relegated. And then we've had this year. I mean, every year there's something that kicks us in the proverbials. And you just want a season where maybe you're mid-table and you're mediocre. But there again, when you wish that, you don't get people coming to watch you. And then it affects things again, you know. It's the same with you guys. I mean, you, what was your average crowd? Two, three thousand? Over four, actually. Was it over four, actually? It, 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 the support's been amazing. I mean, yesterday, we went to Lincoln, which is, you know, a good three hours, and we took mm. 600 there, even though we were already down. Just and you won and, as and well, had a, didn't you? And had a party. For, yeah, first time we've scored all, uh, three goals in a game all season. It was ridiculous. <laughs> was Proctor, Proctor wasn't playing, was he? He's, he's released him. I think. Um, I'm I, not surprised. He's, he's a, another one who, who we had in the championship, and yeah. he started off like a house on fire. And then he just showed he didn't have a stomach for a fight the following season. You know when. Well, he's been he's been strange for us. You know, um, he, I think he has he has um, been up for the battle. To be fair, but he's, he? he's very patchy. You know, he'll have a little spell where he'll score. And then and a spell where he, he where he can't hit the targets from a yard out, um, and Little just doesn't fancy him, and he's still got a year left of his contracts, but he can put on a free, um, and I think if no one picks him up, I think this, he'll pay off his contracts. But um, a lot of fans are disappointed because he is the only one who is at all capable in the box, and he still scored what twelve mm. or thirteen, even though he's not been starting all the games, and you know. We, we has, he has got some talent, and that's what's frustrating about him. He doesn't. I mean, he went up. He went up to Hartlepool from us, yeah. and you think, well, he didn't seem to make it there. And you think, well, when are you going to actually, you know, fulfil what talent you've got? And, and he was at Sunderland. He's played in the Premiership for Sunderland yeah, yeah. a couple of times. You know, he scored against Liverpool. Yeah. But I suppose on any given day, any anybody managed to do that off the backside. But uh, <laughs> but but we've got to come out of administration yet. And I think that that that's my worry at the minute. We've got two things. One is negotiating a deal with the boots on the ground because yesterday may well have been the last time we played at Melmore. Because yeah, yeah. Um, if the new owner can't negotiate a deal with the boots, I think he's probably trying to get some off the rent or even trying to buy it. Uh, then he'll move us. And we're, we're supposed to be getting a community stadium in Rotherham in about three years' time, but that's not even... That's not signed up. You know, it's, it's not a certainty. We'll probably end up going playing in the Don Valley Stadium, which is just on the on the border with Sheffield, which is an athletic stadium. And I, to be quite honest, needs most of us to go there. Then fine, but I really would prefer not to. I mean, Millwall's a spiritual. It might be a, it might be a shit hole, but it's our shit hole. <laughs> it's like you, you know, you'd probably think the same thing about your huge terracing on the race course. <laughs> yeah, it's is, ours. Nobody yeah. takes it away. It's, that's supposed to be going soon, but uh, all developments up in the air in our level, isn't it, really? Um, I mean, we've had the opposite experience in a way because we, our problems, in a way, were rooted from us buying the grounds. We, we always rented it. The all moment right. we took possession of it, it was, it was portrayed as, you know, the future of the club is now secure because we own our own grounds. But, of course, all that really did was made us very attractive to property developers. And that's exactly what happened. The property developer bought us in order to close us down to have the real oh, estate. And yeah, I, I do remember that. Yeah. That that's horrible. I mean, I don't think Boo is a property developer. I do yeah. actually think he wants it for his scrap business, which he's even noticed uh, actually circles our ground. Yeah, yeah. If he came the other time. Um, but I, I don't know. They're, they're a very close family, and you can't. You just don't know what they're on about. You don't know what their 
their uh, motives are. But they're very, they're very close to being um, reviled in Rotherham and, uh, well, physically run out of town because so many people have had enough with them now. You know, they just won't let go. They need to cut the umbilical cord. And then the other thing is this CBA thing. Did you know that um, the Leeds United case last week mm-hmm. was not just Leeds United, it was Rotherham United no, as well? Not no, not mm-hmm. Yeah. We piggybacked our administrator, piggybacked on the back of it. Mm-hmm. And if you go onto the fa.com site and read the, um, read the what do you call it, the, the, the result or... Judgment. Judgment, that's it. And the sum, there's a summary, and then there's the full judgment. Mm-hmm. There's a section that is... Um, Concerns Rotherham's application. Basically, the the, the judge or the uh, panel just said, you know, it's nothing to do with them because they haven't got a grievance yet. Because mm. I don't think we're going to get we're, we're going to have to go for a CVA, but I don't think we'll get one through because we owe probably more than 25% to the taxman, and the taxman won't uh, take anything less than 100% 100 pence in a pound. So that's an unknown as well. So we've got to get through the booths and we've got to get through the CVA, and then we'll know where we are because we may end up with. 15 points knocked off again, or 10, or 8, or 7, or none. Mm. Who knows? Because they're saying that the Leeds thing is not the precedent in terms of the number of points. Mm. I think it's the principle that the, the, the precedent's been set for. And I think Football League are going to be here this week mm. at one of the board meetings, according, according to Brian Mulwiney. So well, it's very interesting. If you have a look at that, it's really interesting, particularly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, the summary. It's going to take five minutes to read. Yeah. I've heard it. Come. And I'll stick a link on that actually to the, mm. when I put the podcast up, so people can have a look at that too. Um, yeah. I hope it goes right for you, Tony. Because uh, well, I wasn't. We were the first team to get the ten points knocked off, and uh, you know, I was told by people within the ground, the club, that it, that was totally arbitrary. The football league just didn't know what to punish and thought, let's try ten. And we found when we were going through that punishment for the first time that constantly the club would contact the F, the football league to ask whether they were allowed to do certain things and they could tell on the phone that the person at the other end was just didn't have a clue because the situation never come up and was just making up answers on the spot. And it's it, relegated, it relegated you, didn't it? Eventually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If, if, was I that mean, when Ugarte uh, was with you? Then, that's right, yeah. yeah. I mean, we were... <coughs> We he scored goal after goal, but he didn't quite make it. Like Bournemouth this time. Yeah, well, he, he got he got what twenty five, and he only he only came to us a third of the way through the season. <laughs> we won the LDV Vans Trophy that year. We were a yeah. decent mid-table team, and he felt that Smith was building up to something. He's a good manager, felt Smith, and uh, well, getting rid of him was a big problem, a big part in our demise too. But you know, we were yeah, uh, it was it was farcical. We, they hit us with that. The, the morale dropped for a bit, and we dropped into the bottom four. And although they fought back, it wasn't quite enough. If you if you added the ten points back on, MK Dons would have gone down rather than us, which is going to gall any any football fan, isn't it? Really? Is it? Well, that's a bizarre thing, you know. It's funny the MK Dons thing because mm. I've been down to their ground finally this year, and it's a, it's the most incredible place. Yeah. And then our our young well, if we were going to sell a player, it'd be Stephen Brogan, who's a twenty year old uh, left wing left back. Yeah, yeah, who's a talented player, and he broke his leg in two places at MK in uh, February, and they did it right from their fans. And to be quite, to be quite honest, their fans were fantastic with him. I mean, he, he was in hospital for two weeks, and he got visits, you know, from both their club and and the people involved. And then a fortnight ago, I got <clears throat> I got an email from uh, their uh, trust wanting to come to Rotherham 
last Saturday, we were at, we were at Mansfield and they were at Bradford. But they wanted to come to Rotherham to make a donation to our support fund, the Trust Support Fund, and also to have a, a pre-match drink in our, in our club, mm-hmm. which they did. They brought 100 people, sat in our club. I, I mean, I arranged for them to be there. Uh, and they chucked a load of money over the bar, had pie, peas and chips, and spent an hour and a half there, gave us a donation, then went to Bradford. And that's the weird thing. It's like, you know, that club shouldn't exist. But the people that follow it are actually some of the nicest people I've, I've met. I, I find the same thing. I, I, they they really put me in conflicts because morally I'm absolutely against yeah, them. And absolutely. Yet, uh, as well, I, I mean, Winkleman, what he did is completely wrong. Yeah. But, I mean, when we were in trouble, I remember us going down to their old stadium and he, he was... <laughs> He couldn't do enough for us. He went on the pitch and auctioned a, a signed MK Don shirt to give the money mm. to us. And it, it, I find it very peculiar. Uh, it's, I, I, I'm really conflicted about well, how you know, you know, about them. What I think is that a lot of their fans are actually new football. Well, the new fans. Yeah. They haven't, they haven't got the cynicism of us uh, died in the wall for 40 years type of people. Yeah. Um, he, they were so nice. It's quite bizarre. In fact, if you watch Soccer AM, they were actually on there. There were three of the people that came up last week were on Soccer AM, on the Fans of the Week thing, on Sky. I, 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 I just can't get my head around it. I'd say the strange thing I found about their stadium was because I do the commentaries, I was in the press box and I had to go through the sort of the, mo- the more expensive seats to get in there. They got a concourse at the back. And I suddenly, for the first time ever in the football ground, found myself admiring the depth of the pile in the carpet on the way to the seats. <laughs> it's a sort of queer eye for the straight guy moment where I, I thought, God, I feel a given this. This is amazing. Well, what about, what about <laughs> the uh, cushioned seats, the comfy seats? Oh, I didn't get one of them. <laughs> I'm afraid. Was this the hockey stadium or the new stadium? No, the new one. No, no. Oh, we were in, we were in padded seats. Oh, Everybody wow. had a padded seat. <laughs> They're all padded. And I had tums of from my legs wearing yeah. a lot place. I can't get my legs in. Oh, Absolutely did. bizarre. I mean, it's, as you say, it just gives you that that contradiction. Well, is <laughs> that, what are you going to do? They, they they treat the press with the contempt they deserve. <laughs> That's all I can say. Because oh, right. it was bog standard. It was it was fine, but it was nothing there remarkable. I'm an amateur press. I don't get paid to do it. Therefore, I can. I'm a fan. A fan yeah. reporter. You know you like. So I can say. I can, yeah, say You're allowed thing. to cheer then. <laughs> oh no, I, I'm I'm terribly professional, honest, and I try oh, to refrain from attacking the players after through an interview as well. <laughs> Sometimes so successful. What, what about Rotherham then? We we sat you at the front of that drafty stand, didn't we? Yeah, front row. Yeah, yeah. There you go. You get wet. <laughs> it certainly did actually. That's a, but it's very friendly. You know, you're very friendly there. You get a real range of experiences at football grounds, and Rotherham's are the nice ones to go to. Yeah. So we do the best part. I mean, that's why I don't want to leave. I mean, it is a crap hole, but I don't want to leave. I was looking around it yesterday. And we were stood on the pitch afterwards and looking round and. Yeah, my dad was there, he was 71, and I'm in my mid-40s, and my lad's nine. I mean, we live in Derby, and he was born in Derby, but he's a big Rotherham fan. And Jamie Oliver was there yesterday, oh. bizarrely. You know, he's doing a programme on teaching Rotherham people how to cook. I think he's, I think he's given up on trying to get us to eat cool meals that don't contain burger and chips. <laughs> and I think he thought, oh, I'll come down and spend a, a month there, do a tele-programme. And he, he was jaunting around on a pitch with a Rotherham shirt on, and I just think, well, he's going off. But, you know, that's no publicity. It can be bad publicity, I suppose. Yeah, that's true. Unless it's in Jamie Oliver's drive to patronise the whole country. <laughs> well, it is. And you think, don't patronise me. You know, some yeah. woman said, well, do you want to come on this then? Do you want Do you want to be taught to cook? I said, look, 
That's my lad who prepares all the meals in our house. <laughs> and then she walked off. I <laughs> <laughs> bet his, uh, his directors were desperate looking for the Chuckle Brothers just to try and add well, another element of that too. God. Isn't it? <laughs> I mean, who's your, who's your famous fan? Oh, please. Tim Vincent. And really, he's half-hearted. You know, failed Blue Peter presenter who sort oh, of I... plays... Lip- oh, 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 hang on a second. If you don't count um, Paul Burrell, you know, the Princess Diana's butler, who I think is, is a genuine... Get away. Seriously. He owns a flower shop in a village about 10 miles away. And although... Well, when there wasn't that much mileage... Before she died, when there wasn't much mileage to be seen at Wrexham Games, he, yeah, he used to see him in Wrexham Games sometimes, with his own name on the back of his shirt in case someone didn't recognise him. But, uh, oh, we've got the Chuckle Brothers and William Hague. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> and um, you remember Peter Elliott, the uh, Olympic athlete? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he I'm, I, he I, still I, is a rather fan, I suppose. And uh, also, uh, what's his name, Dean Andrews. Oh, yeah. If you yeah. watch Ashes to Ashes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, last night we managed to, <laughs> me and my lad managed to sneak into the supporters' presentation evening for an hour. And he was making the presentations to everybody, so... Oh, yeah. He's a big role in fun. He's been going 40 years, apparently, so... They do have some secreted away, but they're very B-list uh, celebrities. Oh, and I know the Chuckle Brothers haven't been seen since we went into administration. Oh, that's disappointing, because I've got to be honest, I, when I was younger, I wasn't their greatest admirer, but my 10-year-old lad thinks they're great, and he sort of got me into them. And when you came down to our place earlier yeah. this season, because he's got a season ticket, he was desperate. As, he's a season ticket right behind the director's box. He was scouring the director's box, just dreaming that you know one of them would wander in, but uh, it wasn't to I be. Don't, <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think I don't think they follow us away from home. <laughs> they usually do it on Saturday afternoon matinee, aren't they? Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. Like that. <laughs> no, well, another interesting fact: uh, I think we're about the first one to lose ten points. You've had. Well, and maybe Leeds. No, Leeds got relegated, didn't they? With the... mm. yeah. They stood up with 15 points. My wallet's in my trousers. See, there's no privacy in this place. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've been struggling to think of anybody who didn't get. She sells, you got relegated. Luton and Bournemouth got relegated. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a kiss of death, really. But, well, apart from, luckily, you had a lot of points in the bank, didn't you, at the start of the season, I suppose? Well, yeah, I mean, we, we, would have, we would have struggled otherwise. But there again, we have finished. We've finished with 68 points, yeah. which is still quite a way. But, uh, you know, we haven't looked convinced. Um, I thought process. can't think what I was going to say now. <laughs> Well, listen, that, that's that's fantastic anyway. Like, right. That's brilliant, honestly, wonderful. That um, I, I, I'll, what I'll do if you, if you like, I'll I'll email across to you. I'll probably put it up near the end of this week. Yeah. Because um, we like, obviously it's a Wrexham podcast. We talk about Wrexham issues, but I was eager. I just see a lot of parallels between you and us, and I thought it'd be interesting for fans. Well, to hear. I just I hope that we don't end up in the same position as you next year. Which yeah. uh, I mean, if we if we do get a minus again. I can see it maybe happening, but there again, I think you've probably got to think of it that it's not the end. Yeah, know? that's right. You look at, um, I know it's easy to say, but you look at Charlisle. Yeah. You know, they've got straight back up, haven't they? Yeah. yeah Pretty much. Hereford, I mean, who thought Hereford would get promoted? Yeah, there's, there's a lot of teams that have bounced back. It's just, and I can't help feeling, like I said, that we do get decent crowds, considering. 
well, well considering what we are, we get terrific crowds. Um, and that would should make us, you know, a powerhouse really financially in the conference. And I think long term we'll come back up. Just a question of making the right decisions now. Well, you must have. I mean, you've had fans, huge numbers of fans previously. I mean, mm. the Welsh national team used to play at Dutch Stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, as a kid, I remember, you know. We've had some great times at York Ground. <laughs> we won promotion there in 1992, I think it was, on a night match. Yeah, I remember, I remember that. 3-0. Because yeah. I just remember the whole of the bottom end where we were being packed. It's always something. It's always an event, which is why I like going to your ground. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unlike this season, of course. Yeah, it's during, the, during the petrol strike as well. Mm. The, you know, when the petrol strike was on a yeah, few yeah. about seven, eight years ago. Yeah. I somehow decided that I would go to Wrexham, see Rother, and play. We got done six-one at Cambridge the, the weekend before, and we came across and about two hundred of us, and we won three-one. Hector Sam scored your goal. Yeah, yeah. So I've got I've got a lot of memories of your ground. No, you I I have a lot of recollections of you coming over and <laughs> turning us over at the race course. Yeah, ah, yeah. Equally, you've done a seven nil. True. <laughs> in the uh, I can't remember whether that was seventies or eighties. I think mm. it was. Gary Bennett used to score against us habitually and was yeah, universally yeah. loathed by Rotherham fans. But it's five three in the cup. Mm. So you see, you've had, you've had your own back. <laughs> yeah, but I'm a Wrexham fan. I'm always going to look at the half-empty part of the glass. <laughs> I'm a football fan, should I say. Yeah, I'm always I going to look at that. And also, that 7-1, we got promoted because of the 7-1, but that was the season before I started watching them. So <laughs> that's oh, just another, right. another bit of th- thought for me. That's a, I missed out on our best ever season. It's all been just disappointment for me. <laughs> from the... Well, I, I mean, I, I started in 1968, and Rotherham had been in the second tier of English football then since 1952 or something. Uh, 51, I think it was. Sorry, they went up. And they got relegated in uh, 67, 68. And I started in September 68. <laughs> and Tommy Doherty was our manager at that point. Mm. And by golly, it has been downhill from there, up and down. Yeah. Until the, the few years, Ronnie Moore had us, and uh, then... By golly, we've dropped like a stone since. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, I hope I hope it stops. I really. Well, do. yeah, and and yourselves as well. I do, yeah. I do hope you come back up next year, and uh, and hopefully we'll we'll at least stay where we are, yeah. and then uh, then I can uh, we can arrange to have a meet up at uh, at the racecourse or at Millmore. Oh, that sounds good. That excellent. Or whatever. Or maybe the Don Valley Stadium, mate. <laughs> oh, don't. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, don't. Well, I mean, if it's a choice between that, yeah. Or no club, then of course we're gonna we're gonna yeah. go to Don Valley, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. And we'll just have to cut a cloth accordingly because that's what clubs have got to learn to do. I don't, I don't, I don't subscribe to this theory that uh, there ain't enough room for 92 league clubs no. at all. As long as you cut your cloth accordingly, then yeah. then you'll survive. And uh, well, you look at despite the pressures from up top. Well, yes, exactly. And I mean, I look at I've been mean, starting to read the last six weeks of the non-league paper out of necessity. <laughs> And um, you know, realize how vibrant football is at levels below the football league. There's 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 a queue of uh, the whole, like I say, arguments are cutting down the leagues and nonsense. I think there's there's football in the central communities everywhere around the country. Well, I've heard that there are only three um, semi-professional clubs in the conferences. Yeah, season. I believe so. Yeah, the yeah. rest of them are all professional. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's League Five, isn't it? Really, or League Three, or whatever it's called nowadays. Yeah, yeah. Division Five. So you know. Good luck. I really do hope you get back up quickly because 
you've got to hit the bottom at some stage, and I'm just hoping we've hit the bottom now. But you know, you just never know. There's plenty more rungs to drop down, but just need to stick a wedge in, don't we? Yeah. So Steve, actually, there, and good to hear that Rotherham are looking like getting back on an even keel. Well, that's it for another week. Next week we've got an interview with Wrexham legend Alan Fox from the 50s and 60s about the sad demise of the club into the conference. So join us there. And remember, you can subscribe to us on iTunes or you can visit us on wrexhamfan.co.uk for all our latest updates and podcasts. With that, I'm Mark Griffiths. See you in a week. Dragon Tour, the podcast that discusses everything about Wrexham FC. That was a download from the Wrexham Supporters Association's football commentary. For more information, visit www.wrexhamfan.co.uk.